Well, this is a story I've been watching for a while, and uh, based on the text line already, it's one you've been watching too. We haven't talked about it on the show until now. We've wanted to, but we had to get the right guest. Britney Spears. This is a story that, to me, truly boggles the mind. And the deeper you dig, and the more it continues to develop day after day, the more shocking it becomes. As far as I can tell, what we've got here is a young woman who has... You know, she's faced some mental health issues in the past. No one denies that, but it would seem those issues have really been weaponized against her. As far as I can tell, she is a multi, multi, multi-million dollar industry that has been subjected to pretty much a hostile takeover. Her father controls every single aspect of her life. It's starting to chip away now in the past week or two, um, but he controls everything. And meanwhile, she continues to support dozens and dozens of people, but is not allowed to do anything in her own life. Absolutely anything. She's governed wholly and completely down to birth control. Everything. But she is fighting back, as you know. And that's why this story is making headlines. And this actually might prompt some legislative changes. So let's get the details around how this happened, how this system is supposed to work, and how it got so far off track. We're going to chat now with Naomi Khan, who is a law professor and actually teaches this. Um, um, Thank you so much for joining us, Naomi. I appreciate your time. Thanks. I'm delighted to be here. Okay, so let's get some clarity around this legal battle that's the center of all of this. Britney Spears was placed under a conservatorship many, many, many years ago. Um, What is a conservatorship? When is it used? How is it supposed to be used? Well, a conservatorship is comparable to um, to what in Alberta is called a guardianship. And generally, the goal of a guardianship or a conservatorship, and it's called both of those things in the U.S., Mm -hmm. is to provide for someone to manage either the the personal affairs, so, so medical decisions where somebody lives, and or the financial affairs, financial matters of someone who is unable to manage them, him or who is unable to manage them themselves. And so that's the basic idea. It's a very, very old concept, um, comes from 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 Britain, from from long ago, and it's just the idea that there are people who are unable to take care of their own financial or personal matters and need someone who is legally able to watch out for them. Now, you can see that would be a useful mechanism in some cases, without a doubt, but what is the legal standard? That, 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 that's the question, you know. What, do you have to be de- declared um, something? I mean, how is that established that, okay, this is what we need to do in this instance? What typically happens in the U.S., and I'm sure, I, I suspect in, in Canada as well, is that when there is a suspicion that someone might need a conservatorship, a concerned person, and it could be that the person themselves, yeah. goes to court and gets a court order providing that there will be someone else with the legal authority to make decisions on behalf of the person subject to the conservatorship. And the person subject to the conservatorship, at one point, that person was called the ward, and as a way of recognizing the autonomy, or the, the at least the limited autonomy of that person, we that person is now typically called the person subject to the conservatorship or guardianship as a way of recognizing that they are still a person. They are not a ward. Gotcha. Okay. Now, this happened to her, I believe, in 2008 is when this started. Um, Is it up for review or is it just a blanket thing that happens and and that's the way we are from now on? Or is this something that is reviewed and, and takes a look at this, you know, every 
five years, every two years or something like that? Or is it just, it, it's over and done? Well, first of all, the person, the, the conservator, the guardian, is has has responsibilities to the guardianship and is supposed to be acting in the best interest of the person subject to the guardianship. So, so let's let's start with that basic responsibility, and that is supposed to be legally a legally enforceable responsibility. Okay. The next thing is, as you said about review, yeah. typically these are. Depending on the the state, but in California, there is a review after the first six months, and then there is supposed to be a review either every year or every second year. Plus, the guardian or the conservator is supposed to be submitting reports to the court on just how the conservatorship is proceeding with respect to financial matters. So there is supposed to be court oversight of the conservatorship. There is also some court investigation. Uh, Importantly as well, in California, although not in all other states, in California, the person subject to the conservatorship is entitled to have a lawyer. So there's there's some protection. And, and as you said, very often these are incredibly useful mechanisms for someone who is absolutely unable to manage their own, their own lives sure. themselves. Absolutely. You could see that for sure. But in this specific, specific case, um, you mentioned a lawyer. She's not allowed to hire her own lawyer. Um, it seems there's a disconnect to me here. How can somebody who allegedly can't handle their own affairs down to choosing their own lawyer or, or, or you know, um, handling their own birth control, for heaven's sake, still single-handedly fuel an industry that earns hundreds of millions of dollars every year, world tours, um, you know, residencies in Vegas? How does this system allow to happen this many years after when clearly she's functioning in many, many ways? This this is certainly an unusual situation for an unusual conservatorship for the reasons precisely that you have stated. And it's unclear, since we don't have access to any physician reports, it's unclear just why this conservatorship is continuing given all of the other indicia of her ability to manage her life. As I said, we don't have all of the details. The judge should have access to all of the information, including the court investigative report. Um, I should also say the judge has now decided, and and, and let me me also clarify that a conservatorship can be somewhat limited or it can go as far as requiring that any decisions made by the, the person subject to the conservatorship would be subject to court review, including decisions as personal as whether the person can get married. So it's it's not that there are some in between steps. It doesn't have to be all decisions have to be made by the court, but it is true that in a full conservatorship the the, the person loses a lot of decision-making autonomy. Um, as for how this is ongoing, it looks like now that Brittany has been able to change lawyers, it looks like this lawyer 
might be, it, it, it seems as though the lawyer is considering filing papers to try to terminate the guardianship. Yeah. Those haven't been filed. The new lawyer is relatively new. There is also, in some of the earlier testimony, um, or in some of the earlier reports, sorry, uh, Brittany had said that she had started, she, 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 she'd gotten to know the lawyer who had been representing her ever since the, the conservatorship was started. She seems quite relieved now, however, based on newspaper reports, to have been able to choose a new lawyer to represent her interests. Now, um, when you have somebody like Britney Spears involved in a situation like this, uh, one of the biggest names on the planet, we're now starting to see some uh, legislators in the United States. This has risen to the level of now the entire concept of how this system is operated needs to be looked at so we don't see issues like this. As somebody who who, who works around this and studies this issue, um, it appears to me, and I think you would agree, that this seems to be abuse of conservatorship. Is this something that happens before? Is this a good opportunity for us to take a closer look at the way these kinds of situations are managed? Well, let me see. I, I am not ready to agree with you that this is an abuse of conservatorship. Really? Um, I... I, I because I don't know you know, you know as a lawyer I I don't know all of the details I think this this certainly um, I, I, there are there's a free Britney movement yeah. that is concerned about this uh, uh, based on what we know she's been expressing concerns about the guardianship for for years and she has thought to have her father removed as conservator or at least have her father supplemented as conservator. There are, I, I think it's, people need to remember that there are, and, and I know this is true in, in Alberta, that there, there are possibilities short of having a conservatorship imposed on you that people can take. There are um, uh, adults can sign a form called a supported decision-making authorization, and there are also other steps that individuals can take if they are worried about having a conservatorship like this imposed. In the U.S., we actually have no idea how many conservators how many conservatorships or guardianships there are because not all states keep requisite data and so there is no centralized reporting mechanism so we don't first of all we don't know how many conservatorships there are and so we, we don't even know how much abuse of conservatorships exist because we can't get a read on how many conservators there are. We don't know whether conservatorships have been imposed on people when they should not have been imposed. We don't know whether there would have been less restrictive alternatives. And so there is a movement to at least collect better data and then also to provide better resources so that courts are better able to monitor these situations. Yeah, it is such an interesting story. Um, Naomi, thanks so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. This is great. That is Naomi Khan, who is a legal professor in the United States and deals with this very topic.